We know that from Genesis. It's under a curse. Wouldn't it have been great if there was no sickness and disease, if there was no devil, if we never had to deal with him? But see, Jesus gave us the authority over him. But you have to take it. You have to take it. And I know we were talking about in a in the prayer meeting, and by the way, we have prayer from 5.30 to 6.30, and it's for men also. And uh, the thing about it is, we was talking, and Linda was talking about uh, in, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Everybody knows what that says. I could ask you, you'd probably quote it, and you could say it. And it says, be sober, be vig- vigilant, for your adversary, the devil, roams around uh, like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. Whom he may devour. And uh, Patsy brought this out. Uh, Rick Renner in the Greek says, when it says that he may, that was he has to have permission. That means he has to have permission to devour you. He just can't come in and do it. He has to have permission because you, from you, and most of the people, now I'm not saying people uh, c- call cancer on and stuff. That's not what I'm saying at all because I tell you when it tax, you're going to have to make a stand with everything's in you against that in Jesus' name. And there's not a person in here that's not going to have to make a stand in some point or another. I'm not talking about it may not be sickness, it may not be disease, but there's going to be something you're going to have to make a stand in in your life and you're going to have to take that authority that God has given you. And I'm telling you, uh, when Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, there are a lot of people not stepping up to the plate concerning their authority. And uh, we got to do that because I'm telling you, the Bible says you have to resist the devil. Steadfast in faith. In faith, steadfast in faith. And when you've all done all to stand, stand. Uh, Ephesians says. And so you have to make that stand and say, you know, I'm saying, listen, my wife and I have to have made a stand on a lot of things and against a lot of things in our life since we've been born again and, uh, Christians and, and we were, we're still, we'll still have to do it. And, uh, we do know this, that, uh, uh, if we will stand our ground, believe God, trust God, God will bring us through in Jesus name. And uh, you have to do it. I mean, it, I like what Mark Hankins says. You've heard me say it a thousand times probably, and probably you'll probably before Jesus comes back hear me hear it say it a thousand more times, that if you don't open up and speak, if you don't open your mouth and speak, you will lose by default. So you can have two football teams going to play on a Friday night, but if one of them don't show up, guess what? They lose by default. The other team just automatically de- deemed the winner of that game. Why? Because they didn't show up. Well, you got to show up every day. And you gotta show up with your words of your mouth and you gotta stand your ground. And when it's, here's the deal. I'm not charging y'all for this bit of information right now. When it says resist the devil and he will flee, that means stand firm against him. But here's what happens many times. Instead of resisting him, we assist him. We assist him. You say, how do I assist him? By what you say many times. By what you say many times, you're assisting him. Because let me say this. If God works off of words, what do you think the devil works off of? Words. See, the Bible says this. Jesus himself, I think it said in Matthew 12, he says, for by your words, you will either be condemned or by your words, you will be justified or acquitted. And so there's such power in our words. And so, you know, I've, I, what's sad is I've heard so many people uh, that believe in God for supernatural things, but their mouth is saying totally the opposite. 
What they're saying is totally opposite than what they're believing for, what they say they're believing for. Well, what you're doing is you're assisting rather than resisting. Huh? I said you're assisting rather than resisting. And so you've got to resist it. I'm going to tell you something right now. This, listen, this is not my message. I don't think. But the thing about it is, sometimes we, we think, sometimes if we're not careful, we think we've got to, we got to say what we feel. Or we've got to say what we're thinking. You ever heard anybody say, well, I'm just going to tell it like it is. And I'm if I'm thinking it, bless God, I might as well say it. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Just because you think it don't mean it's going to come to pass. Jesus said, take no thought. Take no thought saying. Take no thought saying. The thought don't become a reality in your life until you start saying it. When you start saying it, eventually it will become a reality in your life. That's why the Bible says your whole body is controlled by your mouth. By your mouth. Uh, what was a, uh, Paul Yonggi Cho was talking to a, a neurologist. You know, Paul Yonggi Cho's got the small church in South Korea of a million, million people. That's his church, local church. And uh, he was talking about a neuro, to a neurologist, and and the neurologist was telling him we come up with a new uh, uh, a new uh, whatever you call it, and he said we have discovered that the speech center of the brain controls everything about the body. The speech center of your brain controls your whole body. And Doctor Paul Yonggi Cho said, "I knew that." He said, "How could you know it? It's a new discovery." He said, "Doctor James." James chapter 3. God's told us that all along. And so if we're not careful, we will, listen to me, we will connect our speaker to our feelings instead of our heart and our faith. Or we'll, 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 uh, we'll connect our, our speaker to unbelief rather than to faith. Let, let me, is this alright if I just, cause I'm not rambling, I'm helping. Because the thing about it is, 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 is anytime we're dealing with something, listen to me, this is gonna, ha- this is gonna be good. Anytime we're dealing with something, you're gonna have several, you're gonna have two veins of thought come on, going on. You're gonna have thoughts of doubt and unbelief and thoughts of faith. And you're gonna have to decide which one of those, those veins you're gonna tap into. Which one you're gonna latch into, connect into, and start, and start operating in. Now listen to me. If you're operating in doubt and unbelief and turning around and operating in, in faith, you say, well, praise God, I'm off, I'm, 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 I'm offsetting it. No, you're not. Here's what you're doing. Is everybody all right? Here's what you're doing. You're being a double-minded person. Unstable in all your ways. Don't think that you will see, will see, will receive anything from God. That's also in the book of James. And so he said, listen, you've got to make up your mind. If you're going to get into the faith flow, then you've got to stay in that faith flow. No matter what your mind's telling you, no matter what your body's telling you, you've got to stay in that faith flow. Are you hearing me? Somebody needs to hear what I'm saying. You've got to stay in that faith flow, whether it be on, on your physical, whether it be financial, whether it be a family issues, whatever it might be. You have to stay in the faith flow because I tell you, there's two flow, there's two rivers flowing and they're one of them. They're both trying to get you in them. And if you get in that doubt and unbelief, if you get in that doubt and unbelief river, 
You know where it's taking you? Listen to me. I'm going to tell you where it's taking you. It's taking you right to doom and destruction. Right? And if you don't, if you don't believe that, if you read Mark chapter six, you'll find out when Jesus went into his whole own hometown and he went in there to do just what he did in every other village. You know what he's doing in every other village, every other town? He was healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils. He was ministering the word of God. He's doing all those things. And the Bible says when he went in there, the Bible says they said, is not this not Jesus, the son of uh, uh, the Mary and Joseph and his brothers, Joseph and James and all that? Are they not all with us? And they, the Bible says they were offended at him and then Jesus said this he said a prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown among his own relatives and then the Bible says he could do no mighty works there because of their unbelief it didn't say he wouldn't it said he couldn't now we're talking about Jesus Christ the son of God We're talking about God himself operating under the power of God. And he could not do what he wanted to do there because of their unbelief. Now, I'm telling you, your unbelief can literally stop the flow of God in your life and take you from going in an upward climb to a downhill spiral in whatever it is. And I know uh, people have mocked the confession thing. They they have mocked the faith thing. I, we've heard all through the years. We've been pastoring for thirty something years. You've been in the probably the Holy Ghost move and faith move for years. And I guarantee through the process of your time, you have heard people mock the faith message, the mock the faith people, and say, "Well, they're just those faith people and stuff like that." Well, what what other kind of people does God have? He's a faith God with faith kids. Right? So yes, I don't get offended when somebody says, well, you're one of them faith people. I, well, praise God. I get, I probably will say, well, hallelujah, you ain't. Huh? I remember uh, years ago when when a certain big minister had fallen and and done some stuff like that and and uh, you know there was a of a, a certain denomination and and uh, I, I had people ask me one time uh, I went into a place and asked me one time well what are you going to do they named his name and said well what are you going to do what are y'all going to do about that like I had any control over it. But you know if you're a born again Christian it wasn't what are you going to do about it what we going to do. What we're going to do is ought to be praying. It's praying. And so the thing about it is, you, we've got to be at the place in our lives that when something comes against us, and listen, without being negative or nothing, something's going to come against you. Jesus said it would. I'm not ignorant enough to think that, well, if I just, if I'm saying all the right things and doing the right things and living the right way, then I'm not going to have to deal with anything. Because I guarantee you, you can do every, you can do say everything just right. You can do everything just right. You can live just right, walk just right, have the perfect job, do everything right, and you're still going to have an attack come against you. Why? Because the devil is the god of this world, and he comes to steal, he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy. Huh? And so what we what we want to do, what I want to do, and what you need to do is we have to prepare ourselves and get ourselves ready and prepared for the attack. What are we going to do? You know, you you have people. Some uh, some I've had so many people ask me before, and uh, that's going through some things and going through situations in their life. And as a pastor for many years, they would ask me, Jimmy. Many of them would say, "Well, what would you do?" 
You probably might have had people ask you things like that when they're going through something. They'll ask you, well, what would you do? Well, I know what I would do. I mean, I know what I would do. I've had to do it. But the thing about it is, it's not what I'm going to do. It's what are you going to do if you're dealing with it? Huh? I mean, I, people say, well, I, I could, couldn't say what I would do. I ain't going through what you're going through. But actually, you could say what you would do, but you don't know what they're going to do. Is this making any sense to you? They got to do themselves. Listen, because if nobody else did what God said to do, if you do what God says to do, then God will honor His word for you. Right? And so it's not a matter is what, what are you going to, what are you going to do? What are you going to, what would you, what would you do? Listen, I've been there when I had to deal with my, uh, uh, something trying to get into my body. I've been there when Linda's tried to deal with it, had things coming against her body. We've been there when the devil's attacked our finances. We've been there when the devil's attacked our family. We've been there when he's done all those things and we had to make a stand in faith, but we had to have something to stand on. If we had no foundation to stand on, if we had no word on the inside of us, God would have absolutely nothing to work on or work with. Years ago, I preached a message and it was a Who's li- I think it was who's listening or, or who's, who's listening or uh, I forget what, I wish I could remember what it was because it was way back in cassette tapes. That was like 30 something years ago, nearly 30 years ago or more. And, and, and the message was that what I preached on, and in fact, I had a, a guy that was in our church when we was putting them cassette series together, had him draw a deal to put on the front, and I told him the message of the, uh, 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 is, is, who's listening or look who's, uh, something like that. And how many remembers, now some of you young people, this you're going to be saying, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, you're too old. How many remembers party lines on your phones? Raise your hand. I want to see your hands. Man, Cedric, you're just a kid. And you remember that? Well, for those of you who may not know what a party line is, my grandparents lived in the country, actually right there where I live. Where we built a house on that place right there. And they had these old dial phones. Where to go back to those? You know what I'm saying? Them kids would, I guarantee kids would walk up there and look at them like, what do you do with that? And I guarantee you, I've so many times have picked up the phone and, and hear somebody on the other line just breathing. Just, I was thinking, something's weird about this. And of course, there was a busybody right down the road with a neighbor. And I'm telling you what, you could be, and in fact, there was times somebody had to get on the phone and said, could you get off the phone so I can talk? So I can call somebody? There was a party line. So a party line meant there was more than one person on that line listening to you. And I guarantee you one thing, when they listened to you, if they was a gossip, everybody knew what you was talking about on that phone. Well, it's the same way when we're we're talking. There's a party line. The devil's listening and God's listening. And if God works off of words and the devil works by words, who are you employing? 
Who are you allowing to get involved in your circumstances, in your situation? Because listen to me, you have to be, uh, and I mean this in, in, in the, the kindest way, you have to be careful what comes out of your mouth because you've got the kingdom of darkness and you've got the kingdom of light and they're both operating in this world and in this in, in, in our lives. I mean, it's not working in our lives, but it would like to work in our lives, the kingdom of darkness. But I'm here to tell you, when you're, if you're not careful, you, you, will, you, will be, you will say, listen to me, If we're not careful, we'll say this to this person and turn right around and say this to this other person and they completely contradict each other. It's all in who we're... If I'm talking to somebody that's full of faith, I'm going to talk faith. If I'm talking to somebody that's full of doubt and unbelief, I'm going to talk doubt and unbelief. But what's that doing? What's happening? James is working. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Don't let that man think that he shall receive anything from God. How did I get off on all this? But I'm here to tell you, you have to set your face like flint and say, I'm going to stick with the Word of God. I'm going to stick with the Word. I'm going to stay with the Word. It's a, it's, it's been proven. It's been proven. I have proved the word time after time after time after time after time in my own personal life. That if I will speak it and stay with it. Now I used to be a double, I'll just be honest with you, I used to be double-minded in some areas, even as a pastor. You said, oh, and we're listening to you. I learned. Man, I learned. Man, I, I could believe God for healing. I mean, I, I mean, it just, I don't, for some reason or another, healing was just something that, that I was just, I don't know, I just, Linda can bear witness to this. I just, I just got a hold of healing. I mean, I just studied it, read it, and it just, I mean, it, it, I just believed it. And I got a hold of it, but then on the, right on the other hand, one of my biggest errors was finance. I struggled with finance. And because working and, and struggling, having a hard time buying this, hard time doing this, hard time doing that, well, I was always looking at the circumstances and situations, and I was always looking at the lack rather than what we had. It was all, you know, if you're not careful, you'll look at what you don't have rather than what you do have, huh? Just like you can have you can have two people being mean to you and fifty being nice to you, but your focus is on the two. You'll focus on those two. Rather than the 50 that love you and care about, it. I don't know why I said that. And so I would, I would get so aggravated. I get so disgusted. And, and I would, I would say stuff like, we can't afford to do this. We can't do this. We can't do this. We can't. And I would say all that. And that, that was my confession. And I, but, but you know, I can't really, here's the deal. I can't really remember actually believing God for the finances. Because I was always looking at my check. What I had to pay, what I couldn't afford, what we couldn't do this, and what we couldn't do that. And so I was always looking at that. 
And so I had my mind on the lack rather than the abundant God or El Shaddai or Jehovah Jireh, the one that supplies our every need. And I'm telling you something. It took me, it took me a while, Jimmy Penny, to get, to begin to renew my mind and to begin to read the, read the word of God, see the word of God, hear the word of God and finding out if you tithe, God will rebuke the devourer. If you tithe and, and, and if you offer and if you give and such as that. And so I started, we started looking at those scriptures, hearing preaching and, uh, 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 I even went to my pastor, Cedric, one time and just flat out sit down with him and ask him, am I supposed to tithe or not? I mean, it was that bad. You said, well, I can, you, you can't tithe if you can't afford it. Well, I was one of those that did when I couldn't afford it. I've been there when I tithed, when, when we when, when we didn't, we would do it, we did without to tithe. But here's the deal. I was tithing, but still my mouth and confession wasn't lining up with what I was doing. I was doing right, but I was saying wrong. And I'm telling you, as long as I was saying wrong and doing right, wrong was winning. Are you hearing me? Why? Because I was doing something, but what I was saying was more impacting what I was having than what I was doing. Now, somebody needs to hear that right there. So I was saying the, the wrong things, doing the right things, and still struggling and struggling and struggling. Until we finally, or I finally, I'm not going to put none of this on Linda, until I finally started lining my thinking up, lining my mouth up with the Word of God on our giving, and God supplies all of our needs of God, and started going through that on top of my giving, on top of doing right, I started saying right. Even when there was times, and, and listen, let me tell you something real quick. You take it, it takes growth to start saying right when everything looks wrong. It takes growth to do that. I mean, you've got to, I mean, you're sitting there looking at your check. You're looking at, well, I, I, I got $20 left after I pay everything. I, my God, that ain't a whole, now, of course, 20, 30 years, 40 years ago, $20 is quite a bit on a week. But now $20, yeah, oh my God, I can't have buy a gallon of milk and a loaf of bread. But I'm telling you, when we finally started connecting our mouths with our doing, things started changing. It didn't turn overnight, I can tell you that. It would have been nice if it had turned overnight, but there was many times we couldn't buy groceries, we couldn't put gas in the car, we couldn't buy tires, we couldn't do anything like that. I mean, we just struggled. I'm talking about even as a pastor. Struggling, having a hard time. I don't know why I'm saying all this tonight, but praise God, it's helping me. Bringing me back down memory lane. But we finally started getting it right. I would do like so many people do. Somebody tried to bless me and I said, no, you don't have to do that. You know how we all do. You don't have to do that. As, as if they, they had to do it. As if somebody's twisting their arm. Uh, just the other day, I'm trying to, I'm trying my best to teach my grandbaby something. Let me tell you something. You got to teach your kids to learn how to receive, just like learn how to give. And so I'm one of these granddads that, that I like to bless my kids. I, I like to bless my grandbabies, and and uh, you know we'll give them a hundred dollars here, hundred dollar there. If they come spend night with it, we'll give them a hundred dollars stuff like this. Just not take it. Not every time. No, not every time. <laughs> not every time. So don't let them hear this. Don't let them hear this because they'll think something's going. And. Uh, but the thing about it is, I, I was, uh, uh, they got, they gave Sydney Grace a, they opened her up account so she can have her debit card. I don't know, Sydney just loves a debit card or something. 
Uh, here's here's funny. Uh, she's got uh, one on Stacy's and Jared's account and one on her own account. Guess which one she uses? The one I would if I had that choice. We went out to eat the other day and, and Sydney got up. She said, I got it. Jared said, you don't have to pay for it. She said, it's your card. <laughs> it's easy to spend money when it's somebody else's card. And so I, I walked by the office and, and I, I told, I told Stacy, Sydney, I said, here, I'm going to give you $100. Go put in your account. Go put this in your account. You don't have to do that. And I said, okay. And I just went and walked out the door. And I heard her say, you can if you want to. <laughs> and so I'm trying to, I'm trying to teach them what I was so hard headed about. When somebody wants to bless you, you say, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. God blesses me. Why? Because you're not just a sower, you're a reaper. You're not just a giver, you're a receiver. And so you've got to be just as much willing to receive as you are to give. And what happens so many times, we get our mouth contrary to what we're believing God for, and we're saying different, but we say we're believing this, but we're saying that. Am I helping anybody tonight? I know, I know, I know it's helping me a little bit. And so when you get your heart and mouth connected, something happens. When you connected your heart and mouth, when you believed in Jesus Christ, you were saved. You were born again. Faith is in the heart and in the mouth. And I'm telling you, here's what I, I, I was listening to Rusty Martin a while back on his podcast and he said something that I literally, Jimmy had to pull over and write it down. And I pulled over my truck and he said this. He said, here's why the devil wants to, here's why the devil's trying to get you to say what he's saying to you. Because he's not a creator, but you are. See, he can't do nothing unless he has permission from you. But here's, here's how, what we don't realize sometimes when we're, when we're talking negative, we're talking doubt, we're talking unbelief, we're talking broke, we're talking poor, we're talking sick, we're talking all this. You are literally employing him or allowing him to do what he's been wanting to do. It's when you start standing against him saying, no, by Jesus the stripes, I'm healed. Bless God, I'm the delivered of God. My body's the temple of the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me and gives life to my mortal body. Jesus himself took my infirmities, bore my sickness and my diseases, and by his stripes I'm healed. He blesses my bread and water and takes sickness from the midst of me. Praise God. God will not allow none of the diseases that came upon the Egyptians to come upon me. Bless God. I bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in me. I bless his holy name, and I don't forget not one of all his many benefits, who forgives all my iniquities, who who heals every one of all our diseases, who renews my youth like the eagles and fills my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Instead of saying, woe is me. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm in bad shape. I quit saying I was broke for one thing. I never said I'm sick. And I'm telling you something right now. I mean, I get to feeling bad and stuff like this, and, and I may tell them I got a slight headache, something like that. But the thing about it is, we got to understand something. We have got to shut off every opportunity of the devil. The Bible says, give him no place or give him no opportunity. And so we've got to take our authority, stand our ground, believe God, trust God, and know that his word is working. 
That's why we, we here at Word of Life, we believe that, that your confession is major. That's why he says, hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering. For he who has promised is faithful to bring it to pass. Hold on to that confession. And I'm telling you, don't let pain in your body take you off that confession. Don't let the uh, finances take you off your confession. Don't, don't let your children running amok take you off that confession. Stay with the Word of God. Why? Because God's watching over it to perform it. I'm telling you, God wants us to line our mouths up so everything else will start lining up with the Word of God. I'm telling you, uh, we're not where we we're believing God to be financially, but we're so much better than we were uh, just not too many years ago. I'm telling God's taking us to being debt free, just like He is you if you're believing Him for it. I'm going to tell you something. I, I we spoke our house being paid off till we paid that last note. We spoke it. We believed it. We received it. Somebody says, I like what Keith Morrall said. When somebody asks you what kind of car you drive, you're say a paid for. What kind of house do you live in a paid for? Huh? And so we get a hold of those things like that. When you hear things like that, you say, that sounds stupid. Well, it may, it, God takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And I'd say, sometimes we're saying things that some people think we're ignorant for saying it, but then they look around and see it's happened. I'm not moved by what I see. The Bible says, bless God, we walk by faith and not by sight. So anytime you want to sit there and say, well, look at this, look at this, honey. You're not looking at that. You're not living by that. You look, yeah, well, we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So that tells you this. What can't be seen will change the temporary things. But we have to do our part. Amen. Don't let somebody pull, let, let me say, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to close, and, I did, and then I'll preach my message in a minute. <laughs> Y'all said, oh my God, he's preaching more. No, I said, I lost my train of thought when I said that. So we have to stick with God, stick with the Word of God, <clears throat> and stay with it, even if it looks like it's not working. But what, here's what we can't do. We can't say it's not working. We need to say it's working. We need to say God's working. Say it with me. God's working. I mean, you need to say God's working on my finances. God's working on my body. God's working on my children. God's working on my husband, my wife, or whatever you're believing God for. You need to say God is working. I have, I have learned that from Pastor Sam Carr. And when I heard him preach that first time, I heard him preach on God is working. And I say it, I say it, I say it all the time. God is working. We have got, well, that's coming out of my mouth all the time. God is working. God is working. When somebody says, well, it don't look like it, don't matter what it's looked like, quit looking. God is working. Because I tell you what, he's working on every debt of mine to be demolished. He's working on us to walk in total health. He's working on our, of course, our kids already serve God and all such as that, but he's still working with them, working on them. You say, how do you know? Because I'm saying it. That's how I know. And I'm not going to negate it. Amen? Well, open your Bibles to Ephesians. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I appreciate God when He just takes me a route just that I didn't have planned. Guard your mouth. Put a watch over my mouth, O oh Lord. Put a guard over my mouth. Ecclesiastes says, don't let your mouth cause your flesh to sin. And I'm telling you, you got to guard your mouth. You are to go through Proverbs and everywhere it talks about lips. You are to, because that's talking about your words. Your words. In fact, if I, and I'm not going to talk about what I would have preached tonight if I uh, preached, because what I preached tonight was something that will help us tremendously if we will just stick with it and stay with it. Oh, I know what I was going to say a while ago. It's five to late. If I let y'all out before then, y'all expect that every time. Don't let somebody pull you in to being negative. How do you feel? No, but really, how do you feel? Now, you, you, no, tell me the truth. Well, honey, if you're talking the word, you're telling them the truth. You ever had somebody trying to pull that negative out of you? Don't get tired and just say, ah, I feel terrible. No, you just need to stay your ground and say, no, I'm healed in Jesus' name. You say, well, you're denying you're sick. No, I'm denying it's right to be there. See, so many times we think, well, here, let me, can I help you for just two minutes? Because I hear, I see people doing this all the time and it's really not faith. They, they'll say stuff like, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. Well, you look sick. Now, you're going to think I'm contradicting myself, but I'm not. But they think if I'm saying I'm not sick, then that's going to bring healing. That's not. What's going to bring healing is when you speak the truth. The Word. By Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. Jesus is, is restoring health unto me and healing me of my wounds. Are you seeing the difference? We're going around, we're not in the denial. We're just into the fact that it has no right to me. I, I never go, if, if I'm dealing with something, I don't go around saying, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. No, I start saying, by stripes, I'm healed. Which I say that all the time anyway, even when I feel good. I might as well keep that medicine flowing in my body. Isn't that what said Proverbs 4 says? The Word of God is medicine to all your flesh. It says health, but that word really means medicine. In Proverbs 4, starting at verse 20. So we got to understand something. Keep, stay in line with the Word. And don't let somebody pull you into being into doubt and trying to say something. that, that uh, I've, I've had so many people trying to pull me into getting my knees out of joint, getting my back out of the kilter and everything else. They say, you know, when you're our age, our knees go out. Ain't that right, Randy? I said, not with me. I'm serious. They'll have problems with their knees and they think I ought to have myself. I said, no, I ain't going to. Some people's back, it's not her. See, some people's back goes out more than they do. (laughs) Some of y'all get that in a minute. (laughs) I'm telling you, stay with the Word of God. Get scriptures that I am, I am, I am. We got a whole list, actually. As a matter of fact, 100, if y'all got it, it's got I am, I am a new creation. I am the righteousness God. I am this. And a hundred and something confession, just a short little deal, is saying who you are. If you want one, we can sure get you one. 
I'm telling you, I've got it on my desk. i got stuff like this. We, we give it to people and say, say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. Yeah, she's giving them a lunch with Linda, but we could, uh, I don't know if there's some back there, and I think there may be a few back there, but we got a two different ones. But anyway, I'm quitting.